Welcome to the BAM Podcast. That's right, BAM, business and money instead of bitching and moaning. This is the 2.0 version of the top three podcast, True Underdog. This will give you an inside look at building a business, overcoming business and personal issues, and most of all, not bitching and buying into this bitch-ass cancel culture lifestyle. I'm tired of it. I'm sure you're tired of it. Take it from me, who I've built three companies and have done over a billion in sales in my time. You're going to hear from cool-ass guests as well on my show. You have zero time to bitch, time to make your move. Let's fucking go. Bam. Bam. Jason Waller here with the BAM podcast. That is business and money. That's right. Business and money podcast. Make sure that you subscribe right now. If you're a first time listener, you got Google podcast, you got Apple podcast, you got Spotify, you got Castbox, you got iHeart, you got all of them. Check out our YouTube channel and our Instagram. Super excited. Today is a solo episode about life. That's right. Life, life is hard. Right, life isn't easy. It's hard, and it, it it's hard for anybody. It's not just some folks. It's hard for. It's hard for everybody and anybody. That's how this works. So when people try to say, "Oh, life's easy," and I'm crushing it, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, that's true. But they have their own issues that are hard. They have their own issues that they have to overcome, and obstacles that they have to be bigger and better than. And, you know, I was reading something the other day. Uh, It was a John Wayne quote. And he said, he said, life is hard. It's harder if you're stupid. Think about that. Like, I'm not trying to say people out there are stupid. There are some of you that are fucking stupid. Like, you can't fix stupid. Like, you either want to learn or you don't. You're stupid, you're stupid. It is what it is. But for those, it's harder for those that don't want to learn, that don't, you show them the fucking water and they don't drink. You put them to the the pasture, you're like, here it is, and they don't want to learn it. And it's really laziness, which to me really turns them stupid because they're not willing to learn, or they're not willing to be humble, or they're not willing to, you know, be a sponge and and put their ego to the side and, and, and learn from somebody else. Like, they just struggle with that. So life's hard, but it's harder if you're stupid. I agree with that. Uh, another thing I, I read is life is like a camera. Focus on what's important. Capture the good times. Develop from the negatives. And if things don't work out, take another shot. Think about that. Life is like a camera. Pow, right? Big bam, little selfie. You got to focus on what's important. What is important? Is it is it Family? Is it kids? Is it business? Is it health? Is it spiritual? What's important to you? You got to focus on those things. Capture the good times. I'm a big believer. There's, you could spend as much money as you want on a vacation because you shouldn't put a cost on a great memory, right? I take the kids on vacation and I don't care what the vacation costs because that memory lasts forever. It's not like buying AirPods or a cell phone or shoes. Like, no, 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 no. You'll wear those and then you'll forget about those. But a memory you remember forever. So I'm always about moments and memories. And so you want to capture the good times. You want to remember those good times. Remember what it is you're in this life for, right? Develop from the negatives. You're going to fail. It's going to be hard. You're going to wake up in the morning. And it's going to be like, what the fuck? I mean, there's days that I try to get up right now with everything going on. And I'm like, this is hard. I got to get up. I got to go up the stairs. I got to wake up my son. I got to take a shower. I got to brush my teeth. I got to, you know, I, I got to get my shit together. I got to take him to school. I got to take my 15 year old to school. Like, then I got to start my, you know, then I'm going to try to work out if I've got time. And then I'm going to try to go to the, you know, try to go to work. And like, it's just like, it's hard. 
right? And then where do you get time for your wife or your kids outside of that, you know, certain activities for yourself? Like, it is hard. And everything's about time management. It's about priorities. And when things, you know, when you wake up and it's, you, you feel like there's negative stigma around you, right? People that are being negative and, you know, environment around you being negative and, you know, you being negative in your own head, you've got to, you've got to cut out the noise. Like you've got to cut out the noise. One of the things I've been trying to do better, you know, the last, I don't know, eight, nine months is not listen to the noise, not listen to the chatter, not listen to the hate. People are hateful out there. There are people that just want to see you fail. They just want to see you hurt. They are just bad people. I wish the world was full like Brian, uh, whatever that guy's country singer, Brian, whatever his name is, the country singer has that song, you know, people are good. Like not all people are good. There are bad people out there that wish bad on people, their families. And like, it's wrong. You know, it's wrong. You shouldn't use the word hate. You should use the word dislike. You know, you shouldn't, you don't know somebody's story. You don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know what things that they've gone through to get to where they're at in life, whether it be a relationship or business standpoint or spiritual, you don't know. So I just, I just always struggle when people are just so negative. I've tried to like stay away from negative people. And sometimes I get negative on myself. Sometimes I stay in those moments of negativity and I go, I got to quit. Like, what can I learn from this? Is there anything I can pick up from this? If not, I'm going to shit, move that shit to the side and I'm going to focus on what's in front of me. That's positive. And like, sometimes my wife will, she'll go on and Hey, I saw this online and they're saying all this stuff about you. I'm like, dude, quit going in the weeds. Those people have nothing to do in life. Their whole life is just to hate. I'm one of the people they want to hate. They probably got a picture of me on their ceiling and they're like, yay. And they just want to hate me. It's sad. It's disgusting. And it's wrong. And I just tell them, don't go down that, don't go down that, that rabbit hole. Just let them have their moment. They want two minutes of fame or they just want to matter. They should focus on their family. They should focus on their business. They should focus on their kids. They should focus on themselves. Maybe taking better care of their body. Maybe doing a better hygiene and, and getting their teeth fixed on some of these people that run their mouth with no teeth. No offense to people with no teeth. I'm just saying like, you know, when you got a lot of shit going on and you come at me, it's like, hey, time out. All right, fix your shit. So... I'm a big, big, big believer of, you know, try to disconnect from the negativity. Like I've tried to do a better job of that. I sometimes get in, but I'm like, you got to like, you got to focus on the positive. You got to be your best version of you. You've got to do what's best for you and your family. You know, you can't listen to the noise and those that believe in you and care about you, they'll be there for you. So that's developed from the negatives. And if the things don't work out, take another shot. Look, I, you try, fail, go. You try, you fail, go. You just keep trying until it until you break through. You can't, can't give up. It's not worth giving up, you know. And, you know, I think every time that we have an aspiration or a goal and we think that we're going to overcome, um, you know, objections or obstacles in our way, life just kicks in. And sometimes it doesn't go the way you want. Sometimes it doesn't help your your situation. Sometimes it, it makes things harder. But really what you're doing is you're learning through the peaks and valleys of how to navigate. You're learning and sharpening your skills on how to be a better person, on how to deal with the situation. You know, I, I talk about my, my son a lot too. And I'll talk about him. I'll talk about a couple of my kids today. Um, but I was talking to his quarterbacks coach. 
And his quarterback's coach, I was like, we were over there. He was throwing this weekend. And I was like, look, he's like, you know, I was like, I don't know what school to put him in for middle school. You know, he, he goes to um, he goes to school where they don't have a football team. And, um, you know, he wants to play football. He's pretty good. I mean, he's really good. You know, and he takes quarterback lessons. He's a great quarterback. He's a great leader. He's a great kid. Um, and I was asking him, I was like, look, and he's like, well, you need to find a school that does this and this and this. You also need to start looking at how they are for high school and find where, you know, he can, there's an older starter where he can come in and, you know, a freshman or sophomore and take over the team. And I'm like, yeah, like, do I really want to like move and set all this up for football? Like, how good is he? I said, you tell me like, I, he's my kid, right? He's my son. You know, I, I, I think he's pretty good, but I'm not like, oh, here's Tom Brady. Like, I'm not that guy. Like I'm, I'm realistic. Now a quick word from our sponsors. And I always tell him, look, so like, can I go pro? I'm like, son, let's focus on you just starting your medical middle school team as the quarterback. Let's just go there. Then we'll worry about high school. Then we'll worry about college. Like, take it one step at a time because you got to grow and you got to develop, right? You got to be 1% better every day. So he, um, I said, like, like, how good is he? And he said, Jason, like, your kid wants to learn. He's one of the best kids I've ever seen that, that yearns to learn and be better and challenge himself. He's one of the hardest working kids I've ever seen. And he has talent. He has all three things going for him. You know, he's 12, so you don't know what's going to happen between 12 and 16, but he's got a lot going for him. I would definitely continue to pursue. And I was like, okay, good. Like, I wanted to hear that from somebody else. Now, the reason that that's important <laughs> is take another shot is he said, listen, Jason, the adversity that, that Christian went through this past year playing on this tackle football team where the coach's dad, I'm sorry, where the, where the coach with son was the other quarterback who got more reps than my son, right? More reps than Christian. And Christian was recruited to this team, meaning like he only played travel and competitive flag. And we were recruited by his quarterback's coach. Like, hey, we've got this tackle team. We need a quarterback. I'm like, all right. I asked Christian. He's like, hell, y'all want to play tackle. I put him on the tackle team, okay? Well, when I put him on that team, first couple practices, there's three quarterbacks. The head coach's son, the assistant coach's son, and my son. And I'm scratching my head like, what the fuck? Like, you said you didn't have a quarterback. Now you got three? And so there was a younger team, right? There was they, they were supposed to migrate and blend two teams of fifth and sixth graders. They didn't. They put the sixth graders on one team. They put the fifth graders on one team. Fifth graders didn't have a quarterback. Sixth graders had three. Christian was one of them. So I was, like, a little stressed out. Like, you know, am I going to hear the politics? You know, the daddy ball bullshit, which I know some of you can relate to. How's that going to go? Well, they we went to the Jamboree. He barely played. It was, and then the first game, he played like four snaps. I'm frustrated. Um, the other kid, that the, you know, the, the head coach's son probably should have never played quarterback. Good athlete, horrible kid. Doesn't listen on the practice field. Throws fits, whines, complains. You know, he's like just a little punk kid, right? Runs his mouth to the other kids. His dad doesn't do anything. Disrespects the coach on the field. Like the worst brat on the field is this guy's son. And it's an, I'm embarrassed for him, and he can't control it. He's a horrible leader. He's a fucking horrible quarterback. He's a horrible teammate. Nobody likes him. I'm surprised the O-line even fucking blocked for him. But, um, you know, he's he's the starter. You know, he, uh, okay. And uh, then the other kid, who's a great athlete, bigger kid, um, probably could have competed with Christian. Him and Christian should have shared snaps. Uh, he was a bigger, faster kid, not a not a better thrower. Doesn't understand the game as much, but a bigger athlete, stronger, and could run. 
And, um, you know, if you do a bootleg, good kid to put in. They didn't even put him at quarterback. They then shifted him after game one, game two to halfback. And my son got a little bit of playing time. Now, during this time, my son decides, to, you know, I want to play. He was playing safety. He tells the coach, I want to play right end. He's a big Aiden Hutchinson fan. Shout out to Aiden Hutchinson. Love that guy. Lions, let's go. Um, and he plays right end. Like his first game, he gets three sacks. The second game, he gets like two sacks. He gets kicked out of the game towards the end because he's getting into it with a two linemen, right, that are slamming around for sacking their quarterback. Point is, is like he his energy was, I'm going to be this right end, and he wasn't getting upset about the quarterback situation. Me as a parent, I was pissed. I was bothered, and I was like, this is, this is bullshit. So fast forward – um, going through, I show my ass, I make a scene, you know, the coach, he says, okay, I'm going to play them equally or whatever. You know, my son gets all upset, doesn't want to be on, like, finally, you know, I'm telling my son, don't be me, stay on the team. He stays committed. Um, he had an opportunity to go to the other team. He said, no, dad, I'm going to stay on this team. I'm going to earn my spot, make it tough for the coach, right? To, to, he's going to have to play me some. He ended up getting almost half the reps, maybe about 30 or 40%. Still was daddy ball. It should have been like 90% him. And I'm not saying that's my kid. I'm just saying like, truly. Uh, but he didn't, and the team ended up winning the championship. Christian had some big touchdown throws in the playoff game and had the winning sack to end the championship game to seal it. So he had a great season. But the point of this is, is if things don't work out, take another shot. He told me, yeah, I told you, he said that he puts in the work, that he wants to learn, and that he has talent. He said, but Jason, the adversity that he went through this season with all the politics and the daddy ball and that he's not playing, then he is playing and coming in and out and who's the leader of the team and who's the quarterback and in and out and playing another position and going back and staying committed and not throwing a fit, and not leaving the team and still giving his effort and still being a teammate. He said that will live on with him forever. And that is going to be the difference between him and other kids as he gets older. They're not going to be used to situations like that where he said, Hey, I've already been down that road. So my point to you in this situation is sometimes things don't work out, but really it does work out for something in the future. You just got to learn and develop from what just happened, right? So it's very important that you do that. Now, life, I said, you know, has peaks and valleys, right? Sometimes you feel like you're king and sometimes you feel like you're crushing things. And then all of a sudden you get to a spot where you are out of your comfort zone, right? And that happens a lot. That happens where, you know, you're living life and things are going great and you're like, yeah, you know, things can't get better. Well, trust me, I, I can tell you when you get complacent, things, things explode. So you need to stay on the grind. You need to stay on your tippy toes bouncing around and you don't need to be flat footed in life. You need to be ready for whatever it brings you and you need to embrace whatever it brings you. You don't need to be scared of what it brings you. You need to embrace and you need to go after what it brings you and say, you know what? I've got this. I can conquer this. I'm ready and prepared for this. You know, I was sitting here with the you know team earlier looking at some things, and I said, look, I always make my spreadsheets based on, you know, profits and stuff, worst case scenario. I never go, this is where we're going to be. This is what's going to happen. This is how this is going to work. I'm not like that. I look at something, and I go, look, worst case scenario, throw all the junk in there. So I'm very conservative. This is, this is the margin we're going to hit. So when you break those margins, and you should, you're winning. I like small wins, and I like to have worst case scenarios. So I like to hope and 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 prosper and believe in the best. But you know, be ready in case it doesn't hit those numbers. Case case it's the worst. Now, I'm not a believer in preparing for the worst. I'm a believer in preparing to be successful and preparing for the best, but ha being ready for the worst if it hits because I've over-prepared for the best and I'm able to handle if that doesn't happen. So there is a fine line between that, right? There's people that are like, look, 
you know, I, I'm going to, uh, you know, hope for the best and prepare for the worst. But you, you can't look at it that way because then you're really accepting defeat. You have to look at it as you're, you're hoping for the best, you're preparing for the best. But if for some reason that doesn't happen, you're able to take the results and monetize, jump them in towards what should have been what you prepared for and, 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 being, and being successful. So there is a way that when things happen, you can actually channel that energy into your belief system, into your manifestation and say, look, I'm preparing to win here. I'm not going to say, oh, but if I don't win here, right, it, I'm able to take that as another win and look forward and not backward. I'm not going to, you know, stay in the mud. I'm not going to say why, how, what happened. I'm going to, okay, take that information, take those results, take those, that, that action. And I'm going to put it into more action in order to continue to try to, you know, prosper forward and get to where you want. Or like, I like to say, fail forward, right? We hear that a lot. You want to fail forward. You don't want to fail backward. You want to fail forward. Progress is important. Very important. I think that people need to stop thinking life is easy because I got news for you. It ain't right. If things are, are harder than they seem for everybody, you know, whether you're an athlete, whether you're in a marriage, whether you're in a relationship, whether you run a business, whether you're an employee, whether you're a student, everything's kind of tough and it's all relative, right? You know, my problems might be different than your problems and your problems are different than their problems and their problems are different than their problems. But we've all got these problems, and that's life. And you have to navigate through it, and you have to stay positive, and you have to think about it, right? So I would challenge people. You know, I think, I think that you have to understand that success comes with a price, right? And it comes with something, uh, you know, I, I saw my boy David Meltzer, and I love him. And he's like, I don't like the word sacrifice. You have to sacrifice things. I like you know, in, invest in yourself. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. And look, I, I don't disagree with him because he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And I love the guy. Um, but I disagree. And I disagree strongly because you're always investing in yourself when it's easy. And you're always investing in yourself when it's, when it's relevant. But you do have to sacrifice things in order to get to the next level. That's not investing in yourself. When you sacrifice time, in order to make money. And then you're making money so you can get time back. So then you sacrifice money for time. You know, you're sacrificing, you know, your health sometimes based on, you know, stress and work. You're sacrificing your relationships based on how much you work. You're sacrificing your job based on how much energy you're giving to your relationships. You know, you have to be able to time manage life and you have to be able to prioritize and change those priorities as needed when relevant daily, if need be, in order to try to get to the right spot. But you have to set those goals and those priorities down on paper and say, this is one, this is two, this is three, this is four. And during the week, you know, if I, because I'm about moments and memories I mentioned earlier, right? Like you can't put a price on a memory or, you know, a, a trip that you go on and your family remembers that from like, oh my God, we went to Turks. Oh my gosh, we went to Disney, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's hard because everybody's on a different schedule right? Your kids go to school, then they want their fucking time when they get home. Maybe you stay at home or your wife stays home. Maybe you both stay home. Maybe you both work and then you want your time when you get home. Everybody's on a different schedule. You have to fucking prioritize and count put this on the calendar and you have to fucking take, take ownership of your, your, take control and ownership of your family, take control and ownership of your schedule and your map. And, and you run your life and you say, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. I don't care. This is what we're doing. 
We're doing family dinner on this night. We're doing this and this night. And you make those moments and memories. And therefore, yes, my kids will always say, dude, my dad works his ass off. My son said it the other day. Like, it made me emotional. And um, he said, like, dad, I had to, I had to, you know, talk about someone I, I admire. And I said, okay. And he said, you know, and I told the teacher, you, because you work so hard no matter what. You're out there working your butt off. And made me feel good because he sees that I'm a hard worker, but it also made me question, like, am I giving him enough energy and time? I mean, I am. My wife would argue, like, damn, you give him all your time and energy. And probably, I probably do. We're like best friends. Uh, and he's 12. But you want to be able to make those moments and memories. Like, I'm taking my son and dad to go see, you know, the Jets and Lions this weekend. And his son's never been to New York. But I make it, look, it's a quick weekend trip. It's not super expensive. I'm not taking off of work. He's not taking off of school. It's a father, son, grandfather relationship that, uh, you know, trip that we, we my, my dad's getting older. He'll, he'll remember it. You know, my son will remember it. We go see the Lions, hopefully beat the Jets. We, none of us have been to the New York Stadium. That's what I'm talking about. I found a time. I said, boom, I'm going to do that. This Wednesday, I'm going to see the Hornets and Pistons with my son. I asked the girls, you guys want to go? No, dad, we don't. We got this going on. Okay, well, at least I offered. So I'll try to do something with them Thursday or Friday afternoon when I get home from work. You know, I'll find something. Hey, come watch this movie. Hey, let's cook together. Hey, whatever. Moments and memories. Life is too short. It is hard, but it's too short. You need to make those moments and memories count. You need to live like life as a camera. I love that. Focus on what's important. Capture the good times. Develop from the negatives. And if things don't work out, take another shot. Think about that. If you can go into your life like that and live like that and be positive like that and more loving and not like those haters out there, life would get better. Life would be easier. You know, in a work standpoint, you're going to hit these walls. You know, I, I, I had a podcast on the old show, Trunner Dog. I think it was like 24 before I was 24. I had 24 jobs before I was the age of 24. And that's legit. And I went over each one of them from the video store to being a paper boy, to working at Bojangles, to working at Captain D's, to working at Boston Market, to Harris Teeter, to, you know, you just, the list goes on. Okay. And I can tell you that, um, I felt like I was a quitter. Like I was like, you know what? This and, and a lot of it was like, I didn't like it. I didn't like working for people and life was hard. Then I found my niche of like, you know what? I'm better. I'm better in sales and I'm better in as an entrepreneur and I'm better to be my own boss and I'm better to do things my way. And that's what I ended up doing. But it took all of those 24 failures, all of those 24, um, you know, times in, in life where it was a negative or didn't end with the results I wanted. And I, I captured that and I tried to develop from that and be better from that and then be able to be an entrepreneur. And then the first business, I was able to learn from that. And the second business, third. So that you have to be able to do that in life and understand that not every day you're going to get the results you want. Not every day are you going to bust your ass and things are just going to like take off and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, things are great. There are going to be days like that. And you're going to remember those. But there are also going to be days that are super hard and it feels like it's just dark and there's no light and you're never going to get to the end of the tunnel. And at that moment, you're feeling like that. That's when you're close to the fucking end of the tunnel. That's where the light is close. Right when you think it's not, you keep fucking pushing. You keep trying. You keep kicking. You keep bitching, you keep peeling, you keep biting, you keep fighting, and you get through that wall, and guess what? Bam! You are through it, the light is there, but you can't quit. You can't quit. 
You got to stay grinding. You got to stay focused. You got to keep pushing and pushing and don't take no for an answer and don't give up. It's going to be dark. It's going to be lonely. It's going to be gloomy sometimes. Just keep pushing. Things will always get better. That's how this world works. It's full circle all the time. And it's all about moments and memories, peaks and valleys. And if you want to get in that peak and out of the valley, you have got to climb it. You have got to fight it. You've got to put the effort in and believe it. You got to manifest it. It's up to you. Bam! That's a wrap here on the show. Have a great day.